uh, what had happened. Apparently, uh, I was dosed with something and I woke up in the hospital by myself. So that that wasn't fun. <laughs> um, he decided to leave me there because he didn't want to get in trouble. So, uh, you know, it's just very scary to to figure out that you trust someone and, you know, come about that you don't know who they are. This is Gotham Investigations, and I'm your host, Jeff Giordano. Online scammers create fake profiles. They create relationships with you by gaining your trust. Online dating sites. Sometimes it could be playing Russian roulette with your souls. You're going to meet one of these women that was taken by surprise by one of these online predators. Stay tuned. This is a must-see episode, not only for you, but for all your children. Internet dating, sometimes it's like playing Russian roulette with your soul. We have a special guest on our show today that's going to remain anonymous, but she hired investigations to find out a true identity of an internet predator that she actually dated for some time. Uh, We're going to get a fictitious name for you, I guess, so we could just at least call you something throughout the show. I know you wanted your identity to kind of be, you know, remained um, unanimous, but we'll we'll call you, I guess, Daisy kind of fits your uh, Dominican Puerto Rican character. (laughs) I'll take Daisy, yes, Dominican Puerto Rican background. Uh, So... Um, talking about internet dating, right? Somebody that I, that I met online. Well, this is when you had hired Gotham Investigations at the time. I want you to explain your story to, to our viewers and listeners of how you met him and then how you, you got up to the point where you hired Gotham Investigations. Um, yeah, so I you know, had a friend who tells me, you know, hey, look, I'm dating online and it's great. And, you know, I never did that before. Uh, you know, I was actually very, uh, you know, simple minded when I did that. And um, so I decided to try it and went on a couple of apps online. And, and um, after a few months, I met someone and, you know, little by little, we started dating. But um, every time we went out, like things seemed strange. Uh, it, it was like kind of vague, you know, but still, you know, being that I, I wanted to date someone and be more connected, we kept dating. Um, I guess foolish, you know. And, and you also said that his picture was nothing like what he looked like it, in person. It you didn't even know if it was it, him or not. From it the wasn't. It wasn't at first. We talked online for a bit. So it was, you know, like the usual things that happen nowadays where, you know, you meet online, you start talking, and then you finally decide to meet. Um, you know, at first, I, I, you know, he sent me pictures, but I guess a little more catfishy. Uh, it wasn't who I thought he was, or at least he didn't look the same when we, when we finally met. But so forth, we still decided to date. Um, and what people don't, don't realize is that that's how they develop trust, is you start conversing back and forth, emails, text messages, and it's common day things where you kind of get into a routine. And these predators kind of like... Uh, slowly are, are picking away with your with your guard, your 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 soul, and your and you kind of feel like uh, a belonging and a sense of being yeah. until they finally come into the picture, and then you finally trust them, and then you go out and meet this person in public. Explain us. I mean, they they do give you the right words, the right things to say because they find out your vulnerab- vulnerabilities or when you're vulnerable and you know you're emotional, and as us as women always try to find a connection, right? So they do say the right things, and that's what happened. And we decided to, you know, we kept talking and so forth until we finally met. But at that point, I'm hook, line, and sinker, right? And um, I'm thinking 
everything's fine but still even when we were together um things seemed off because some stories didn't align um so that did happen and uh, so we started dating we finally started dating uh you know got more together started you know going out we decided to um get more together you know he would come over um to my apartment and there was just things that like he knew about me that i never really stated so i didn't know to what degree or how he found these things out so i found that kind of strange I remember when you engaged with uh, Gotham Investigations, uh, you had said you found it particularly strange because at a certain time he had a bail. He had to get out of there type of thing. Yeah. And that one day when, when he went to the bathroom, you opened his wallet and you found out that he had no IDs in there. Yeah, I mean, that is extremely strange because it's like, who am I dating? What is a stranger that I brought into my home, into my door, um, who I... I'm trying to build a relationship with and then suddenly there's nothing there when I asked him questions about his family he wouldn't really like give me straight answers so I you know wanted I hired <laughs> Jeff uh, to find out more information because I now at this point I'm getting a little worried of who I'm actually mixing myself with um, it's a little scary so in this particular incident and just so people out there realize just because you hire a private investigation company it doesn't mean you get your your answers right away this particular in individual had some stuff covering up his VIN number of the vehicle. And the tag, when we ran the tag, it came back nothing, not on file. Maybe it was an old expired tag that he put a decal on. I couldn't run the decal. The VIN number was covered. So we actually set up on your location with two or three investigators to follow him one day. Uh, the first time he just got away. These things happen. It's not 100% guaranteed just because we follow somebody. There's uh, lights, there's traffic, there's maniac drivers that cut us off, and we don't want to be seen as well, so we have to be incognito. So in this particular incident, around the second time, and you said, no, he comes out here, you were off on a Wednesday, and, but he has to leave by a certain time. We followed him, and we actually followed him to a probation office in Miami, and that kind of heightened our, our, our suspicion from there. And uh, that's where we, in the future, set up surveillances to follow him where he went from there. And we actually followed him to like a halfway house where I guess he uh, kind of like a, a, a sentence when you're on probation that you have to stay in this particular location. It's kind of like a rehab house type of thing. So explain us about your journey when you started dating and the incident that you said happened in, in the Keys and how he started actually drugging drugging you on certain occasions um well you know the thing is we you know would do things away from the house at this point we would go on vacations or uh you know visits different locations just to hang out and you know he would like eh, you know try this out you know for fun or um see what happens and let's just enjoy the moment and you know at that time like i said i was very vulnerable very gullible and i and i was falling for him um you know and one of the times he actually put something in my drink and um you know, I ended up waking up in a hospital in the Keys. <laughs> I had no idea uh, what had happened. Apparently, uh, I was dosed with something, and I woke up in the hospital by myself. So that that wasn't fun. <laughs> um, he decided to leave me there because he didn't want to get in trouble. So, uh, you know, it's just very scary to, to figure out that you trust someone and, you know, come about that you don't know who they are. Is there any mental abuse, uh, physical abuse? Um, no or, physical uh, abuse. Uh, I was one of the lucky ones. Uh, it was mostly mental, you know, like verb, you know, verbal things or things that he would say because he's very jealous 
um you know make sure that uh i dress a certain way or if i did certain things he would like try to think that um i was trying to provoke other guys or you know that i wanted attention more than i wanted to so you know it was constantly like a back and forth with those kind of things would so he like address you in a specific way you look like a whore today or something like that you know in that it, it was weird because it was subtle in his in this case you know it wasn't where he was like loud about it or noticeable like if anybody else met him we'll be like oh he, there's no way that he would be like this but it got to the point where i would just dress down i wouldn't even wear heels and i'm a tall person i'm, I'm a big big girl you know but it got to a point where all of a sudden i was just wearing flats and glasses and i wouldn't even do my hair because everything would bother him and it was like little hints all the time of how i should be a certain way um, just to make him feel better. And, and what people don't realize is sometimes uh, mental abuse is much more damaging sometimes than physical abuse. Yeah. Uh, you know, physical abuse, you get a black eye, you get a, uh, a bruised cheek, those heal, those go away. But mental abuse st stays in you for, for a long time, if yeah. not sometimes ever, unless you go out there and seek help. Which I did. I had to actually see someone. I actually had to talk to someone because... It took me a while to, uh, like, three months of crying, depression in a room, uh, trying to figure out what I did wrong or why was it my fault and why I, you know, why did I get to that point? Why did I allow it? Why did I, you know, get myself in this situation? And um, so I did speak to someone, uh, you know, for a few months, and they told me, you know, it was obviously you go through the steps of, um, like, kind of like AA, you know, you go through certain steps that you have to say, hey, this wasn't my fault. Hey, I didn't do this. It wasn't my fault. Um, you know, how do I get out of it? And thank God that I'm a strong individual and I was able to, but some people don't, you know, and, and even they tell you, like, hey, not everybody gets away from this right away. You know, these things happen, and unfortunately, it's just now you have to go through it, you know, and let it out. So in this particular incident where you woke up in a hospital, you kind of told me you had this, this huge fear you know, behind you. Obviously, there's several date rape drugs out there, and uh, you didn't want to pursue a rape treatment center or anything at the time because you still trusted this guy and said, hey, well, you know, if something happened, maybe we're both intoxicated or on drugs or something. Did they ever find out what the drug was or what actually happened with you that brought you there and did was, he back you up did he was he at the hospital no he had left actually left me there and it was a multitude it was like three different drugs i don't remember the names now but there was like three different drugs in there um they came back with the report and then thank god i was fine you know but waking up in a hospital by yourself with blood in your gown is not uh, a funny story <laughs> um i actually felt like i was in a, in a scary movie and the ones that you see for the zombies and you wake up in the middle of nowhere with with stuff attached to you um so that that wasn't fun uh you know it was actually very very scary and um then later on he tried to reach out to me and you know then we, you and i spoke and i was just like terrified because now i don't know what else can happen or ha has happened that i don't even remember because you know it was more than one time that we uh you know did stuff so and, and when you say uh, blood was it uh, were you cut did you get blood from falling was well appar blood, apparently blood? no apparently from the the drugs i didn't realize what i was doing so apparently i was trying to take off all the ivs at the hospital so um i you know had stuff all over me because of it and then when you woke up you noticed all the, the yeah. blood and what say yeah what yeah. the hell happened How well did they, they told me that there was somebody there who brought me to the hospital and then they left so you know that what do you say to that sure 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 yeah and and it, it was such a difficult case because probation officers you just can't walk in there i want to know who that person was in there but later we found out that he he did have uh, a spouse previously, I guess, 
years prior, and, and she died very mysteriously. Uh, it was ruled a, um, an accident. Uh, apparently, she had fell in the swimming pool at their house and, and drowned. Uh, to this day, it, it, it still shows an accident. And yeah, that we know of, right? We, we, <laughs> that we know of. You know, we took it one step further, and this is something that we're, we're still working on, but we, we requested the um, report from the medical examiner's office. Uh, sometimes, you know, when police go, individual fell in a pool, there's signs, they just rule it, they, uh, you know, they'll, they'll check, oh, uh, alcohol, um, hit head, she fell, she hit her head, she fell into the pool, she drowned. They don't pursue it any further, so we're trying to look at that now to see if there were any other drugs in her or maybe even any other physical um, abuse that might have occurred at that time because that incident actually occurred a few years prior. So that's very scary when you found that out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you do with that? Like, who is this person that I've been talking to? You know, And, and this is a thing that... I mean, like people don't understand is that you get on an online relationship and you have no idea who this person is. You, you know, some, they can fake their picture. They can fake all their identity. I mean, even watching the, the swindler, the Tinder swindler. I mean, it's just you just don't know. And it happens all the time because millions of people are in a state of I want to be with someone. I don't want to be alone. So you fall for whatever they tell you. And then you think that this person's real that this is a real story, that this is who they really are, and you have no idea. It's all fictitious sometimes, you know, and you just fall for a person that you think you're falling in love for. And they, they prey on this, you know, and, and they, you know, they look for vulnerabilities on, on your part, you know. And, and for our viewers and listeners out there, myself being a policeman for 30 years, you know, first responder to many cases where individuals were, were raped, robbed. It's the predator out there. That, that seeks you the majority of the time and tries to befriend you. It could be the individual at the grocery store that's like, hey, uh, hey, let me help you, you know, with, with, with your groceries type of thing. And the moment you open that door to a predator, he's in because now your defense mechanisms are, are down. And you might say no, and he might say, uh, why? What do you have? Are you, are you that uh, subconscious? Are you that uh, you don't believe in people that I can't help you with your groceries? And you might say, oh, OK, come on, give me a hand. But um, the regular man out there, if you say, no, I don't need your help, I'll take my own groceries. They'll just walk away and say, what a bitch, that type of thing. But the predator, <laughs> yeah. the predator will not. The predator yeah. will continue. Persistent. He'll continue and he'll be persistent to get your guard down. Ted Bundy. A bunch of serial killers. They're all out there. Ted Bundy was the nicest, handsome guy. Let me change your tire. Let me help yeah. you. Let me do things. So if you're out there, you're in a grocery store, you're going home, you pick who you want to help you. In other words, pick a lady. Pick someone out there and say, hey, you, can you help me? Your chances are that much better to survive than having a predator drop your guard and befriend you. So getting to the point where... Now you had know all this is going on. You started to gain trust in him again, and you're just like, okay, we can have fun. You started dating him and stuff like that. You, you had an incident where um, you, you went uh, to work, I think, that day. And tell, tell us what happened. Uh, I think you had a plumber or something that was uh, going to your house, and you were, you were talking to him and said, oh, I have to leave work. And, and he told you, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And that's when you trusted him with your key well uh so yeah I, I had told him that i needed help with the house um you know that i had a plumbing issue in the kitchen 
And uh, he tells me, don't worry, you know, I got this. Um, what time is the plumber going to the house? I gave him the time and then he came by my office, picked up the keys. Um, when later on in the afternoon, I decided to go home because he said he would be there, that everything was going to be taken care of. Um, when I decide to get home, <laughs> uh, my door is open. And when I open the door, everything's gone. So he basically just stole all my shit. <laughs> so um, not another time that, that not cool, decided to trust someone. And um, now I feel even more violated because first it was the first incident and now I decided to trust him again. And now I get home and I have nothing. Uh, so now I have to start from scratch and I just, I, I lost it. I, when you I say nothing... Out. I mean, literally, I, he, he didn't leave anything. I mean, you know, everything was gone. You know, I mean, except for, like, stupid stuff, like books or whatever, you know, things that are not worth anything right. to him. But my electronics, my furniture, uh, you know, bedroom set, everything was gone. And, and I remember that that's when you finally said, you know, enough was, was enough. Should have so, been before, uh, but, yeah, decided. Before, it should have yeah, been way before. But on that particular yeah. one, uh, we were able to get, you know, his information yeah. from the... Uh, where he was located because you you filed a police report yeah. you said enough of this shit yeah this is enough yeah. and you know then you know we were able to go to the, the probation office the police department took over from there they were able to get him not only for violation of probation but but grand theft yeah. and you were like you know luckily your uh, i would say puerto rican dominican <laughs> background said enough of this shit yeah you're done i mean unfortunately it took me to lose all my shit to lose my shit like you know ironically enough right so um it, it was just to the point where i said okay yeah this is enough i'm done i i can't handle anymore and now you know what what's next well i'm waiting for them to come and kill me or beat me up or something you know what else can this guy do you know so at that point thank god you know nothing else did happen to me but it's just all material stuff but like i said not everybody's that fortunate to me it was just shit you know, but it was my shit. <laughs> and I'm sorry for all the cursing, but it's the truth. Um, but uh, thank God, yeah, it, it took me to that point. And, and for our, our viewers and listeners out there, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes because you're dealing with emotions. Uh, emotions that you're, you're by yourself. You see your, your friends, your girlfriends, or your boyfriends with somebody. And you want to kind of feel part of the crowd. You hate being the third wheel all the time going out on things so you kind of fall for some of these predators and websites but now you're in a, a beautiful relationship yeah. and that somebody who supports you and um, everything is going well and you have a successful career that um, we've we've actually done some business with you and uh, yeah. we won't mention that because I know your <laughs> your story is yeah. meant to uh, not only to, to heal you but also to, to give women courage yeah. to know when enough is enough and know when you're, you're being scammed and know when you're um, actually identified as the, the predator's right. prey. You know, unfortunately, people don't like to say the word victim. It is what it is. Um, and at that point, I was a victim. You know, I was violated. I, you know, and I think a lot of women get scared to to speak up and, and come forward with this. But it happens all the time. Every every day, there's billions of stories all around the world. Um, not just to me, but to everyone. And not just women. Guys, too, happens. But a lot of women get, you know, violated in different ways um, by these predators. And people should speak up. You know, they should have a moment and say, hey, look, you know, you're not alone. And I think some women uh, hold it inside and get worried that they're going to be judged um that you know something's gonna happen or they're gonna get laughed at but it happens and it's okay you know just move forward have you gone back to internet dating never <laughs> never again 
So now it's, it's what, through uh, referrals, friends, parties, people that you well, meet? I mean, I'm in a relationship now, but it was met, uh, I met him actually at a job that I worked at. So oh, know, that's, fantastic. How, that's how we there, met. Yeah, but healthy, go. good old, you know, connection. Not, not to say that those <laughs> relationships don't work out. but Some do, but they, very, very at, few. At, at least your, uh, your percentages of, of being a victim and of a crime or, God forbid, a, a homicide or a murder are a lot greater when... Uh, people know other people know who he is and if you were to show up missing they're right. going to know where where to look yeah. so if you can young women out there obviously now with TikTok and you have all these social media websites of uh individual sexual predators actually that are infiltrating you know elementary school chat rooms and and portraying themselves as a little child until this little child feels safe to give up her address uh, what would you say to parents out there? You, I mean, you really need to be on the lookout. And it's through, it's, they have access through everything. And they know how to speak to your kids. They know how to do emojis and everything else. Uh, they know how to copy literally word for word, pictures, what to say, when to say, what times to talk to them. Um, you know, I've seen experiences through friends of mine and their kids as well, where um, they try to reach out to them through uh, what's that game, Roblox? Uh, that's like number one right now. I think for for predators, they could just talk to you there and they give you a sword and a toy. And kids get vulnerable; they they don't know any better. And imagine if an adult can be vulnerable. Imagine a child that has no idea. They're pure. You know, they've never been hurt. They've never been. Um, you know, in contact with such things, and you know, they think everybody's friendly. You know, and and they can say, "Hey, I'm a certain age. I'm I'm this and that." And like I said, you just don't know, and it happens all the time. It happens. So, what advice would you give a parent to be able to avoid their child? They gotta be on the lookout. They gotta, you know, look at their phones and their iPads and who they're talking to and where they're going, and uh, you know, not to be so easily trusting because society is not what it was anymore. You know, and and now through all these open channels, there's just they can find out everything about you and your family and your kids. They know where they live uh, through easy access, through IP numbers, through anything. So they need to. Be aware, maybe put apps on their phone or, you know, see who their friends are and what their friends are up to. You know, it's just you don't know who's who at all. What, what advice would you give a woman out there that uh, are turning to Internet dating? I don't know. I mean, I think keep it close to home if they decide to do that and, and try to actually connect people in public and in and, and close sections or see who they know, as, if they know any friends of theirs and maybe talk to their friends and see, hey, you know this person on Facebook or whatever. What do you know about them? You know, uh, try to build some sort of rapport before you really engage, you know, find out more information. Where do they actually work? You know, do some research before, because nowadays, like I said, anybody can build up a profile and it's all BS. It's just it's scary. So. Or they could also hire Gotham <laughs> Investigations, and we could yes. run a background <laughs> check on them, find out if they are married or if they are single, where they live, their financial background, yeah. and also we can go after them and do a <laughs> counter-surveillance on you, the dating individual that is going out there, to make sure your first couple of dates you go home safe and he doesn't surveil you at your location so we certainly glad to have you on our show Thank you. express your 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 wisdom out there your experience self-healing that you're you're doing inside uh, it takes a lot for and a lot of courage for a woman to come out and do it and it took her to lose her shit <laughs> to talk about my shit <laughs> 
to talk about her shit and to lose her shit again on this individual and move forward in life. Gotham Investigations, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned. Our show, do you like our show? Then comment, hit the like button, and subscribe, or you might be the next one we investigate.